than that. It was now, actually Rock, like nine years Rock ago. Chester, you guys, I thought last time I was there, I remember everybody talking about a particular like barbecue joint or something. Uh, probably Dinosaur Barbecue there. Like, I knew right it was Dinosaur. Across, I knew yeah. it. I didn't want to say it. But... <laughs> yeah, it's right across <laughs> from the arena there. Um, last time you guys were in town, did you happen to catch a, a go out for like a garbage plate, which is like kind of the signature dish of the city? Sounds horrifying, but it's actually really, really good, especially at like three in the morning. Well, garbage is delicious. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, was there anything else that you can remember or took away from the city or something that you're looking forward to, to doing while you're here? Um, I just remember tripping around and, uh, you know, I, I like to just wander aimlessly in random cities. I figure someday I'll make a really good homeless dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like float around, find, just find stuff, which, and, you know, Rochester's actually a pretty good city for that. Um, now with the current tour, it, it seems like... That you're you're starting in smaller cities or, or smaller venues anyway, and then kind of ramping up into uh, the larger arenas, and then going over to Europe. Is that specifically by design? Are you guys looking to kind of warm up, uh, performing the new material before you kind of go huge with it? Or I think it's more just you know getting uh, getting out there in front of people again. You know we've had a little break, and uh, now we're gonna get out and I, I think it's just kind of get intimate before you take it to the bigger venues too, so you can kind of remember to carry that intimacy over into the bigger venues, which Certainly. is always a really important thing for us. Very much so. And uh, and I I had underestimated the power of social media before uh, before this interview, so I went out there. I'm recent to Twitter. I, I, I tweeted about it, and I've been blowing up from, like, I literally went global for, like, a half an hour. It was the weirdest thing to me because, again, you know, we're just a small independent radio station, and... Um, like I'm getting tweets from people from Italy and, you know, Israel and Peru and Brazil. And I was like, this is kind of blowing my mind. I can't imagine what it, just a small taste of what it must be like for someone like you. Um, is that, uh, like when you started off, you know, X amount of years ago, you know, playing in, you know, basically in the garage, something like that, could you ever have thought that you would be at this point where you're, one of your albums has become uh, the basis for a Broadway show, and that you're in this like arena tour going, uh, you know, worldwide for how however many times you've gone yeah, you know, in the it, world. Yeah, it's uh, um, I don't know. We've always lived so in the moment. Uh, it's it's been nice uh, over the last couple of years. We've been able to stop and kind of uh, take stock of everything we've done. Uh, never really resting on our laurels, but you know, able to kind of appreciate, you know. Um, kind of the, the lifelong journey we've had with all of our fans and everything, and it was a trip because, you know, I mean, we're coming up on 20 years since, uh, you know, uh, Dookie was released, and, uh, you know, whoever thought we'd be, you know, at a time right now where we can, you know, get on your phone and post something and hear back from 5 million people and 20 seconds later, it's, it is a kick. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I can actually remember back in, like, 93, 94, um, I was in school, and, and I took this this class for radio and broadcasting, and I was reading through a billboard, and I saw this full-page ad uh, for Dookie with the album artwork, and I was like, okay, this is going to be something. This is this is different, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Once that album came out, and, and I started, that was my real first introduction to your band, um, then all of a sudden oh, I started great. The first hear... real introduction to my band was when Dookie came out. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, maybe I should have rephrased that. Um, the But... As I became more familiar, you know, with the band and with the work, I started to realize that there was like these two camps of of fans with Green Day. There were these people that felt that they were, um, you know, like the original fans, and that you guys had kind of changed a little bit, and you know, the the whole you guys aren't really quote unquote punk anymore, or that you have had sold out. I mean, 
I, I was I, in the third camp. I was actually in the third camp. I like the stuff. I like the really early stuff before we even ever recorded anything. So, what are you going to do? Right back when you're just playing for <laughs> for the love of the music and for music's sake. Yeah, and, yeah, or you know, or playing or trying to get like some girl's attention. Right, and it, <laughs> in your living room. Is it, is it that why most people just end up in a band anyway? You know, for like someone's attention or you know for. Well, for other reasons, I suppose, but yeah. can't really be spoken about here. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's it's kind of an unfair thing that happens with, with groups like yourself, you know, to remain active for so. I mean, this is your. You don't play it just for the music and for the love, but also you want to be able to make a living off of it. And then once you can start doing that, it it feels uh, kind of. I don't know, for lack of a better term, a level of betrayal from a fan standpoint, from, from, from the fans that they kind of turn your back like, oh, they're not the same. They're not these well, guys it's anymore. Weird, so. It was a weird situation for us, you know, because when we got, we got uh, really big, it was kind of the choice of like, well, we had already outgrown all the clubs we were trying to play. Okay. So we really didn't have a choice. For us, it was either, you know, kind of, uh, it was either go against what we want to do. We wanted to just keep playing music. Sure. You know, making a living would be great, but we just wanted to keep playing music. And we either, it was either quit and go our separate ways, or keep playing together. And we pretty much made a pact with one another. Look, this is what we want to do. It's the only thing we can do well. So that's kind of, you know, you're faced with decisions in life. You make them, you make them. And if other people are upset about it, well, then, you know, hey, at least you got the record that you do like. And if the other ones want to go on this journey with us, here we are 20-something years later. Indeed. And, and I guess that's per- their prerogative. And I know a lot of us are really, really happy you guys decided what you had. And uh, um, speaking of, the Uno Dos Trey, uh Three albums released over a uh, three-month period, and then the film to follow, uh, Quattro, which is being is that debuting at the X Games. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a, uh, a screening at the X Games, um, and it, it should be a. It's funny because we got X's all over everything of ours um, <laughs> lately on the artwork, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a cool venue. You know, last time we were uh, at the X Games, I remember. Um, I didn't look how what was it. All I can remember is it was the year of the tuck rule with the Patriots against the Raiders. Because <laughs> we delayed going on stage at a little club to watch the end of the game. We're like, no! <laughs> I, uh, We're still saying the same thing yeah. uh, to our team nowadays. Yeah. No! <laughs> side, side note, I am a huge Raiders fan. I'm actually the resident Raiders fan here at the station. So um, kind of an odd placement. A friend of mine told me a great analogy. The other, uh, not uh, an analogy, but he saw, um, he saw a picture. And it was a, a picture of Simba and Mufasa from The Lion King. And they're looking out over the Pride and over the Savannah, and you just see their backs. And then Simba turns to uh, Mufasa and says, Dad, why are the playoffs? And Mufasa says, I don't know, son. We're Raider fans. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's hilarious. It's pretty great. That, that, is, that is pretty great. I, yeah, football... Football season is it's it's a sad time. It's a wonderful time, but it's a sad time for me as a Raider fan. So I know I know I know how that goes. Um, so now, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do a screening up at winter at, up in Aspen. It's gonna be you know super fun. I don't know snow and and people doing flips over our heads. Yeah, and doing crazy stuff. Mingling. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a blast, actually. Um, now with uh, with the tour supporting for Uno Dos Trey. Um, what is the selection process like for setlist? Are you guys going to run through the albums, kind of like start to finish, um, especially with so many new songs and material to go through, and a certain level of fan expectation for older material? I mean, what can a fan well, we, expect? We can always, you know, um, that's I think that's the other thing with some of the smaller club shows is kind of get out there and mix it up and and uh, you know see what's still 
what, what we think is working with the kids now they know the records. Um, you know, uh, obviously we're the kind of band that we totally embrace our, you know, our back catalog. A lot of bands go out there and, you know, all they want to play is one new record right. or, in our case, off of three new records. But, you know, we, we love our, our back catalog. You know, we love playing Dookie. You know, probably someday we might even do that front to back. But we love playing Basket Case as much as we love playing sure. American Idiot or, God, you name it, man. I mean, you know, um, we just, we embrace it all. And I think a lot of times there's, it's kind of a, kind of just a, a free-for-all where we'll just go into anything. I mean, I, half the time I don't even know what we're going into. <laughs> it keeps it fun. Keeps the, on your toes. Yeah, no doubt. That's 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 fantastic. Uh, um, it's something that, uh, that the, I think the fans can look forward to, somewhat, like a different experience. Um now, are there are there big plans for like the stage show with with this tour? I mean, you know, like big sets, you know, like tons of pyro or stuff like that. You can just kind of kind of keep it more about um, band performance. Well, the or? thing we did so we did so much pyro on the last one. I don't know if we're gonna be doing so much pyro, but uh, the lighting is what I'm really excited about for this next tour because you know we we've, um, we've really kind of brought back some really kind of cool classic. I want to say like classic rock lighting, which is really fun. Not classic rock, but rock. Maybe even a little bit of metal in there, but okay. then there's also some really cool, tasteful. Um, I don't know the, the way the lighting is. It, it can be set up really. Uh, what's the word? It can be really sexy, or it can be um, really violent, or whatever you want. Sure, you know, sure. And I think that's kind of fun. I think that's a that's a detail that a lot of fans they don't they don't they're not really aware of something that they would normally think about, but it is definitely an effect as an audience member. Uh, the way the lighting comes into it and light design is, yeah, you, is a you huge don't, thing. You don't, it's one of those things you don't realize uh, is, is great or bad until it's bad. Until it's bad, right? <laughs> like, wow, something was off. Like, yeah, was it the light? It was the lighting, right? And yeah, never really think yeah. about that. So, just watch uh, a strobe light for sixty hours. <laughs> <laughs> If, if if that happened, I think I'd either you know fall into a seizure or turn into a werewolf. You know, one of those two. I've, I've seen the seiz- I've seen seizures happen before, um, uh, to camera guys because it changes somehow with, when they're looking through a camera. Looking through the lens. Happen. Wow, <laughs> that's scary stuff, actually. Wow. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking live with Mike Durnt from Green Day. Uh, they are going to be in town in Rochester playing the uh, the Blue Cross Arena on April 1st. Uh, he swears they are going to show up and not an April Fool's joke. A cruel, cruel April Fool's joke, but uh, really looking forward uh, to that show. Um, Mike, on, on a personal note... Um, uh, we, we spoke about this just briefly off the air. I also am, am an adopted kid, and um, I know you recently reconnected with your biological mother, and uh, unfortunately she had recently passed. I wanted to offer my condolences, but I, again, on a personal note, I'm just really interested. What what was it like to kind of reconnect with, with her, and, and what kind of prompted that process? Well, for me, it was it was really bittersweet because, uh, you know, at this point of her life, she's, she's on, um, you know, Yes. At the end of her life, you know, uh, suffering from COPD, which is like an emphysema sort of right. thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, with that said, uh, she, she didn't have a whole lot of clarity, okay. just, to, to put it kindly. Um, with the, And so, you know, like I, I posted on my Instagram a, a little bit of my experience of it to kind of let my, uh, you know, let our fans know uh, what I've been going through. And just told them, you know, at this point, the best of it is I have a picture in my, like, in my mind to go with, you know, to go with the place in my heart. That's about it. That's all I can do. But it, you know, at least I have that. Yeah, that, and that's. So, I mean, that's more than a, than a lot great, of us from the little, adopted community. Yeah, a little have, bittersweet. So. Right. So, 
What are you gonna do? I mean, she's there wasn't a whole lot of, um, you know, she was at the latter part of her life, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think dementia had taken the best of her. So, you know, it wasn't like we really got to connect or get down on any sort of levels other than um, sharing a cigarette and a cup of coffee. Right. Hey, and you know, like. Like I said, at least you know it, it was something that you you could do, and uh, you know you, you were able yeah, to take away know. something for the nice you know something to to come away from. Because again, um, as a, as a fellow adopted person, you know what I mean. I just I can't imagine um, what what that must have been like. You know what I mean? Because I, I was adopted as a baby. I know who my parents are, the people that raised me, but I'm still there's that level of well, there's somebody that I'm connected to on a biological level that I just don't have. You know with with my actual parents, so yeah. Why look at it? They always give up the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's a good way you of know, thinking about I it. Most of us were adopted as babies, so we don't <laughs> we don't get too <laughs> you know uh, too hurt about it when we're kids. Right. Um, you know, we grow up with our parents still in the first sexual, and our brothers and sisters going, "Ah, you're adopted." <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, it's. I did get that actually. I, I had one of my knucklehead friends uh, breaking my stones about it the other day. I'm like, "Really? We're going with the adopted joke still?" But. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, such are friends. You know, you know. Hey, life is life is a uh, is a funny thing. You know, it's uh, I I find it pretty ironic. I actually, she lives in my backyard pretty much like my entire life, which is wild. But I did, I did. You know, I was fortunate enough to um, reconnect with you know my birth aunt, and I have a a biological sister as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've all connected, and it's been pretty cool on that side of things. And well, that's so awesome. We all get to we all get to share our. Uh, I don't know, our crap. Together. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, that's uh, that's family, right? Um, yeah, well, exactly. you know, like I said, thank you for, for, for your honesty and your candor there. Like and I said, I as a, had a personal, uh, you know, interest in, in, in that because I don't get the opportunity to talk to a lot of people who've had that experience. So, I, you know, for me to you, thank you. Uh, I really, oh. I really appreciate that. Well, I hope that that's something you're looking for, you know, that you're, you're able to locate, the, you know, your biological parents or, uh, you know, have some sort of closure with that or a picture to go with the place in your chest, you know? Yeah, um, right on. We, you know, other than that, I mean, it's neat because it was like the first few pages of my book were ripped out. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and now, so now I've got, like, the preface and the table of contents is a little more full. It's a really awesome way of thinking about that and putting it. That's... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the word poetic. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's pretty poetic. So, um, all right, well, let's, let's get refocused here. Um... The uh, the the tour the the show the film, what was it like having a, a camera crew just kind of follow you around? Was it now Quattro? Was it about the the whole creating process and recording behind behind Uno Dos and Trey? Well, kind of what it was is it was like, look, this is I don't know what we're doing with this. Let's just start filming. We didn't know what we were doing. I mean, literally watched the whole process go forward and from. You know, from kind of day one on, and the interesting thing is, like, we didn't even know what it was going to be. What were we going to use it for? I don't know. We can use some things for, like, I don't know, like some sort of, you know, tool online or something later on. And as we moved along and just kind of left the GoPros in there, and we had one guy that was in there filming with us. And eventually, we upped it to a few more people when we brought started playing these these uh, songs live a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a great revelation to us to see what we were doing too you know it was kind of like we were treating ourselves like a like a new band you know we write all these songs and we went and played at one point we went and played like 19 new songs for people and uh nobody had heard any of these songs before we hadn't performed them for anyone and it was terrifying <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know but it was also exhilarating you know and then we're watching the process 
of fan practice every day and how we're all, you know, literally just, just uh, letting our motor skills work and, you know, seeing what's serendipity and what's, you know, what's honing in on a song and breaking it apart and restructuring it, you know, 10,000 away from Sunday. <laughs> Well, right on. That's uh, that's awesome. Really looking forward to actually seeing the seeing the film. Oh, and there's the also dinosaurs and you know <laughs> lots of naked people in it and laser guns. And, and now I am totally sold <laughs> on that. Oh, monster, monster truck. You know, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> that's awesome, Mike Dern. Who I actually uh, the the name the way you got that name, fantastic. Um, which uh, is is based on the sound of the playing the bass strings. Yes. Well, it's kind of it's kind of me. I used to play a lot of air bass and uh, make a lot of sounds and stuff. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, drummers always tap their sticks in class. Sure. And I was always uh, annoying my teachers by kind of humming out bass lines and doing different weird things like that in class. That's fantastic. Just the dirt, dirt, dirt. Yeah. I can dig it. That's 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 awesome. It's a great anecdote. Um, I wanted to thank you for your time today. Really looking forward to the show coming up again. That's April first. Um, good luck on the tour, and uh, we're yeah, really is, glad. Uh, we can't wait to get on the road right now. We're we're so pumped. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you know what I mean. With the uh, you know everything charging up happening. a lot of our energy, and we're ready to get out there and just kill it. No doubt, and reconnect uh, with all of our friends and fans. That's uh, it's going to be uh, an experience that we're all looking forward to, and uh, you know we wish you the best, and you know everyone continued you know health and success. I thank you very very much for your time today, Mike. I really appreciate it, and. Uh, you, you got know. it. We're all ready to get the hell out of our houses. Yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> Come out and see you guys. All right. That's fantastic. All right, well, we'll awesome. see you on April 1st. And, uh, again, everyone, uh, you know, Green Day, you can go to the their webpage, uh, check out uh, upcoming tour information, uh, dates, things like that, anywhere that you might be able to get tickets to. You you might not, though, for some of these recent dates because you guys sell out, uh, sell out arenas all over the place. So, And, and that is greenday.com. Yeah, well, we, all, we always tuck a few tickets aside. We always got a couple hundred tickets put aside for the day of for walk-up usually. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that we... Uh, you know, every once in a while you'll see me out there actually, you know, uh, ruining a scalper's day by handing tickets to the kid <laughs> who's he's about to hand him money. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so cool. That is. I have. I actually have gotten in uh, quite a few scary situations doing that because I pissed off some scalpers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're I was scalping, say, some of those guys, yeah, you, you don't want. You might just get. You might just get ticket blocked. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll be on the lookout for you then because uh, I'm going to have to try and grab mine then. So. Um, Mike Dern, thank you very, very much. Um, we're going to close this interview out with uh, O Love off of Uno. And again, Mike Dern, Green Day, going to be in town, Rochester, New York, April 1st, Blue Cross Arena. Um, don't miss out. It's going to be great. So good luck to you, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys. All right. Best. See ya. Bye now. And again, that was Mike Dern with a fantastic interview. Really cool guy. Really, really cool guy. So, um, man, I'm just going to go sit back and reflect on this interview for a little bit. And, again, this is Green Day. Oh, love, off of Uno on the only station that matters, 90.5 FM, WBER.